See, like, like from afar, like, we look like a beautiful shooting star, like a comet in the sky. <laughs> Up close, dumpster fire on wheels. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Nerds It Around, another creative series. I am your host, Sebastian. It's your boy, Law. And your boy, Tone, from across the hall. And today, we have with us... Hi, this is Sean Luke. How you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Sean, how you doing today? Oh my God, I'm exhausted, man. First of all, you are way too far away from where I live, okay? (laughs) You are like like Xanarkand. To to be fair, we all live in the Bronx. (laughs) So you live mad far. Wherever you are, you live way yeah, too where, far. Where do you live? I live in Brooklyn. Oh, damn. <laughs> Yo, I work damn. in Brooklyn. Nah. But you have the furthest journey. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Yo. yes I, have, I have the furthest journey of this entire group right now because, you know, I live in the same building on the same floor directly across <laughs> the hall. <laughs> Hence know? the namesake. Hence the name. You know, I legitimately live across the hall. From Sebastian. So, Sean, tell us a little bit about yourself, brother. Uh, well, I'm a content creator. I work for, with Sketchfed Studios with my boy Charlie Williams. Uh, we, I host the Geektopians YouTube channel. I host the Quicktopians YouTube channel, well, YouTube uh, videos with Geek, and uh, do two podcasts, actually. I do G is for Geek podcast and the uh, Into the Dice Box Slam podcast, which is a D&D slash wrestling podcast. Ooh. Oh, very cool. Okay. We got the time to talk to him. Yeah, I mean, we we as a group just got into D&D, so we're mm. all like super hype. If it helps, I also just got into this. Oh, okay. We're like four or five episodes in, and I'm still learning, okay. right? I'm only level Hashtag three right same. now. Yeah, we're, same. I think we're level three as well. I think so. <laughs> see, yeah, there yeah. we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My character's an asshole. I love my character. There's always one. No, there's his always ca- one. With, with, without without giving too much away, his character is deplorable. No, no, we can give it away. And we're pretty. Well, <laughs> you sure. can give away the first few episodes because it's already we, been po- done, we can, right? We, we can give it away. So, <laughs> <laughs> told about to get into it. So, we are having this journey, and we are going to the forest, and we fight some zombies. Weary from our travels and battle, we come upon these gypsies who op- welcome us with open arms. Give us food, give us rest, and an old woman with the smoker's voice from New York decides to give us a prophecy. She's from Dirty Jersey. Dirty Jersey. <laughs> you have three treasures. <laughs> so she tells us all the things we need to find. We come back, we decide to go to bed. Our friend over here decides, I'm going to rob these people. Blind. Blind. Like, Just blind. Isn't this, isn't this your party? Oh my yeah. god! So, so he he's, he play, he's playing true to his character. He's, he's, chaotic, character. he's chaotic evil. He's playing okay. true to his character. Okay. So, to be fair, he's he's also lawful good. So it's hilarious <laughs> yeah, to watch this part. So, yeah, yeah. Thank so, God, I'm, I'm neutral. <laughs> so he rolls uh, very like high teens to start his stealth checks. He goes into one into one trailer, gets like five uh, five platinum pieces, some a good toolbox. Rolls high, goes to the next one, steals from them. And, he, and then our DM asks him, do you want to go to the third one or do you want to just call, take, call it? Because there's only three caravans he can go to. Okay. Okay. It's the last one. He's like, fuck it. I'm greedy. So my man rolled a one. Uh, oh. He rolled a nat one. And then. Well, the dice fell on the floor the first time. No, no, no. That doesn't count. Bro. <laughs> doesn't we're not, count. We're not talking about the dice roll on the first one. We're talking, we're talking about, the, about the actual, the actual dice roll that, that counts. Counted. Was a nat one. He rolls the nat one, and then the description of what happens is he jumps to the next caravan. His cape gets caught on a hangnail, <laughs> rips, and he 
falls in front of the entire group. All the shit he stole is now scattered on the floor like fucking Sonic. Yep. <laughs> yep. So so now that you hear our experience with D&D and that you do a D&D podcast, what got yeah. you into D&D? So what honestly got me what's into- your, What's your character build right, first? Yeah. Start, start character build then. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. Okay. So my character is a Genosai uh, fire uh, sorcerer. Oh, um, nice. He goes by the name Levisius. Right, and um, basically, right now we're still building on the characters. Um, but for right now, I'm this mysterious guy that came from a faraway land, and who speaks with a, with a with an accent like <laughs> this. But the, soon the party will know that this accent's completely fake, oh, right? Nice. And I'm actually from from sort of like a Brooklyn like town, <laughs> <laughs> right? Fucks, and I'm just fucks with it. yeah. So right now it's just gonna be it's gonna it's off the walls. It's bonkers. Uh, we do a lot of like different characters to emulate uh, wrestlers and things like that. Okay. Like um, one of the characters' name is Jexel, and you can probably understand where that's coming from. Um, then we had another character just recently that had the uh, the build of, of James Storm, right? And it was just crazy. And we how actually, big is the, how big is the party? Uh, it's only four. Uh, three now because one permadeath on the last episode. What? Oh, oh wow. they got a permadeath. You guys, oh, you guys? Hap- okay, well, what happened? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so what happened was was that these little these I believe it was these orcs. I'm trying to remember, right? These orcs were attacking us, and um, they were like really strong with the spears. Like for some reason, the enemies kept getting rolling good freaking teens and whatnot, while the rest of the team was throwing natural threes and twos oh, and fives. Oh no! So we were all getting screwed. Right, and um, I guess one of the attacks hit the guy, and he did. Th- he failed three times on I, his I death saves. Th- oh no. Oh, no! So he was done. So yeah, it was level three. It was it was crazy too because you know we were having fun, we were joking around with the attacks, right? Like I had a fire shield, so I'm literally saying from the rise from the flames of gonorrhea, (laughs) (laughs) shield me. Oh my god! And then you know permadeath and all of our all all of our things. It's all fun and games until someone Someone dies. dies. Christ. Yeah. Um, but no, it's good. it's something I wanted to do. Um, the last time I did D and D was when I was like five or six years old, and it was it was fun then. So I wanted to get back into it, but I I, I lost interest a bit because I was so focused on so many other things and you know doing so much other stuff. And this opportunity came, and I was like, you know what? Let me jump on it. You know, yes. jump. It's something different. It's something new. You know, and I can't. You know, I can't come. I. I like it. I love it. Do you guys play in person? Do you guys play online? So me and my roommate are we play together, and then the other three party members, right? Total, um, the other three characters, I should say, uh, do it through Facebook chat. Okay, okay. nice. Okay. Yeah, That's so cool. it's a lot easier that way, so that everyone can you know talk at the same time and whatnot. Yeah, we're we're still working out Discord, the digital, yeah, between the digital realm. Facebook, and we we our party is like ten, eleven it's people. A lot. Something I like mean, that. we've. We've got a solid six or seven. Yeah, and, and then people, people rotating. Out. Yeah, people rotating, but people okay. rotating. We've got like a solid six. Um, it's a lot of fun, but yeah, like so. Uh, we have a campaign next week. Oh, okay. So Where we, yeah. we do every other Saturday. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we'll yeah. do once a month all together, like in person. Then the other, like every other two weeks, we'll do um, online. Yeah. So this one coming up is online. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like probably most. I'll be probably be, I'll be over here with Sebastian. Uh, and we'll figure it out. It's just, yeah, it's a real, it's, it's, it's you got so far to go. Yeah, I got so far to go. Exactly. So far to go. And <laughs> yeah. I can't, I'm putting money. Money says that the next room he enters, 
he's gonna get fucked up. Yes, <laughs> in the situation he's in, he's so gonna get fucked up. If I, if he, I he doesn't, kick... he doesn't learn from his mistakes. I believe that he went into a house on the other side of the map, and your boys is just there, <laughs> dolo. And he and he and he tried to kick kids. He tried yes. to field goal. Nah, two nah, kids. you gotta let people. You gotta let people like hold that information for later. But it's for funny. later. You're so, you gonna finish this campaign for a long time, okay? At the so, rate we're going, yo. <laughs> so what got you? Um, so what started the whole show for Geektopians and everything? Where was the origins of Geektopians? The origins was actually from a podcast. Uh, we did G's for Geek. Uh, we've been doing that for now, going on three years from different platforms. What and what came first? Like out of all the stuff that you do, what came first? The podcast. Okay. The the G's for Geek podcast is something that me and my boy Charles started. Okay. About three years ago, right after Comic-Con, because we were like, yo, we want to do a podcast. Um, we don't have like co-hosts. So you're like, you know what? Let's do it. We have we had a hosting site at the time. Right. And that hosting site let us just go with it and just roll with it. And it was fun. We had so much fun. And then we decided um, my boy Charles decided that he didn't want to work with the other company. He wanted to start his own business. He wanted to grow on his own. He wanted to build. He wanted to. So I was like, you know what? I'm with it. Let's grow together. Let's build together. Let's keep doing this stuff. So from then on, you know, we started like building. We started buying cameras, started buying, you know, the the lighting equipment, stuff like that. And we just started doing test footage after test footage. Eventually, one time I was just like, you know what? I want to do a show that mimics a lot of the late night shows, a lot of the like YouTube, like like informational personas, but have a little fun with it. Make it geek oriented. So that's how Geektopia started. Um, it originally started as con reviews, right? Where I wanted to, re- I wanted to review WinterCon and I wanted to review um, Big Apple Con, but eventually it turned into one of those things where it's like, you know what? Let me do a show that's informative. Let me inform people something. So my first episode, excuse me, my first episode was toxic bullying. And I, how it that came was about. a really good episode, by yes, the way. And how it came out, how it did. And then that kind of was the catalyst for every episode thereafter. Uh, the episode I'm currently working on right now is sort of like the history of geekdom. But it's sort of like what I always call a sliver of it. Because I'm only going to be really talking about TVs and movies. You know, we got the books. We got yeah. everything like that. Mm. You know, and that kind of stuff, right? And the, I just talk about a sliver of it. And I know even that, like, took me forever. Because, you know, you don't you want to please the fans. You want to know that the fans want to hear their favorite show or their favorite topic. And when you don't, there's always some kind of person that's arguing about it or whatever the case may be. So I'm just like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to roll with it and deal with deal with that. <laughs> so yeah. another idea that came up uh, recently, too, which is something that I'm definitely going to do is uh, reboots. Reboots? Ooh. Uh, How much research do you put into into that? See so if you're just from the perspective you're going from. It uh, seems like you get a lot to kind of fill that airspace. And to make so sure whenever, whenever I, whenever I do the writing, because we actually had two other people write in the beginning because it was just overwhelming. Mm-hmm. How, how research, big is the team? It's right now. It's a team of three. Okay. Right. It's just three people. Um, then we have like a couple of people come in to help us, like, like put up stuff and like PAs, if you will. Okay. Right. Nice. To help us and do the stuff like that. But for right now, the core members are three. Okay. Um. And they usually help to write and things like that. They do the research. And sometimes, you know, even they're, even when they do the research, I have to research behind them. Because sometimes what they do, like what they see, may not be what I see and stuff like that. So we have to always check our sources, if you will. Right. So we're looking at at least in a 15-minute in a episode, I say about five to ten hours of research minimum. 
and about a good two to three hours of script writing, and then another three hours of filming. This right. uh, this sounds like. Uh, are you familiar with uh, Nerd Sync? Yes, it's, it feels very Nerd Sync. Variant, uh, variant. Yeah, yeah, that's that's one of the inspirations. Variant, Phil DeFranco. I can see um, that. Yeah. yeah Film Riot, you know, yep. those are like the, the inspirations that I have when it comes to stuff like that. So, uh, Wisecrack, I love Wisecrack, you know, their, their videos. Are oh, like Wisecrack is, is fantastic. Yeah. So we, we, we've seen each other at a lot of cons and I've seen you with, um, Charles, I'm covering a lot of shows. Mm-hmm. Um, so far, what has been the, because you do a lot of interviews with people, what has yeah. been what, some of your favorite experiences at cons and everything? So can I say favorite bad? <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> absolutely go ahead oh yes go ahead. so i recently and i i have to and I'm, i i know i'm gonna be like shot down to hell for this but i don't care um the most recent interview i did that was hilarious but also cringeworthy as hell was the one i did with neil adams right i did it when we were at fanfare at the high school of art and design and he just went on and on about bashing how modern technology, you know, is ruining the art scene. You know, I can he can charge ten thousand dollars because he did it by hand for one of his artworks. Today, kids today they could be very interchangeable with their art designs because they're just doing it on the tablet. And I was just, and I'm listening to this, and I'm like, oh my god, this is an old man rant. <laughs> this is an old yep. man rant, and I can't stop it, even though I want to. Okay, boomer, <laughs> right? <laughs> old man I mean, yelling in the sky. I mean, at the, at the end, I, I give a lot of credit to Neil Adams for what he's done in mm-hmm. the art industry. Obviously. Because um, I know someone in the, and I and I understand um, I know someone who is a digital artist who it sucks he goes to shows and he gets shit from top names of people who he's respected mm-hmm. and I I'm like there is a marriage between traditional and digital which yeah. I think a lot of the older class wouldn't get because I I see this guy's artwork and I'm like you know what this guy would be a perfect colorist. He mm-hmm. could probably flesh out what I did on my pencils. Let me give him my stuff. So instead of people saying that, they always are like, oh, yeah, you're a shitty digital artist and all that. And mind you, now we have, like, tools that it feels like you're trying traditionally. But I get it. Yeah, <laughs> damn, that's crazy. Neil yeah, Adams. oh, my gosh. Um, but some of the – I did some really good interviews. Um, Rhode Island Comic Con actually had some really fun ones. Uh, the one with the, uh, the uh, Pokeballs, that was really cool. Um you know the the cosplayers and stuff like that. Um, was there like ever a moment where you were like, "Oh shit, I can't believe I'm talking to this person," or like you're you're in a situation where you're like, "There's no way in a million years this should be happening." So I haven't gotten that yet. Okay. However, there was a moment during New York Comic Con where Joe Magnoliello, right, walked right past us as I was fooling around with the with the mic tests, because uh-huh. and he I'm going like this and he just comes out of nowhere. If you smell, <laughs> I was like, what? Do you have it recorded? Oh. No, the audio was oh. off. The audio was off. The video oh, you see the video of it happening, but the audio was off at the time. Oh, that would have been amazing. Oh, no. Oh my god, oh, that would have been the moment. <laughs> yes, and I'm so messed. I'm so mad that I, it was ruined. It's it's one of those personal stories. You're like, oh. yeah. But um, I'm hoping as I keep going with this, I have more of those moments where I can meet people that I like. And you never inspire. know. He'll like if you bump into him again and you like call it out. A lot of times they remember like the little fun snarky yeah. things that they did, and it's the greatest thing ever. So like yeah, oh my god, I hope so because interview. <laughs> You've had that moment. <laughs> I've had that moment many a times. <laughs> still freak out about it. 
So, like, yeah, I'm hoping as I keep going. Unfortunately, now we can't because everything's on hiatus until, yeah. like, May yeah. at the earliest. But um, hopefully that when things get back up and running, I'll be able to interview more people and, you know, just get a, a more of an inspiration. Because one of the things I also like to do is interview artists. And you know this. Yeah. Um, and I like to interview artists because they are the backbone of what this industry is. They are the ones that either independently or with a company bring our characters to life, so to speak. And they're the ones that I want to truly hear from and get inspired from. One of the people I did get uh, enjoy from the same fanfare was I think his name is Bob Camp. Or Bob Camp. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, Bob Camp is awesome. I've met, I've met him a few times. He's so nice, man. Yes. So, so nice. totally different from Neil Adams. Um, <laughs> I, I, I mean, he was like completely he, different vibes. What was it? He gave us Ren and Stimpy. Yes. Yes. Um, he co-created Ben and Stim- Ren and Stimpy. He, Dave met him, and he was like, "Dude, I just like." have this fondest memory of singing the log song as a kid. And he was like, you want to sing it now? And Dave is just freaking out. Like I'm about to sing the log song. with What? Like, yeah. And they did it. And it was like one of his favorite moments of con. That's how my cousin got roped into cons. <laughs> nice. So how was the, the, so when you got to meet Bob Cap, how was your experience with him? How that was, was a it? great, it was a good experience. It was like literally night and day when it comes to it. Like I asked him just about the same questions. I asked Neil and I got two totally different answers. Yeah. Right. He actually embraces technology. He's not, he's not a fan of like properties and stuff like that because you know, over the years, you know, you, when you, when you own something, you just want to hold on to it. Right. Right, but he understands it's a young man's game now, right? The, the digital platforms and things like that, and his his thing is always just you know go out there and and you'll have a better chance of being an independent artist now than you've ever had before, and so take advantage of that. And I Amen. thought that was really cool. Take no, notes, boys and girls. Hope you guys will listen to that nugget. Yeah, like it's it, message, that, <clears throat> message. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, like I I'm looking forward to more stuff. Like I said. Um, and I'm also looking forward to like just having fun. So what is your goal for, um, Sketchfed, Geektopians? Cause you and Charles, you know, you guys, I've seen you guys together with doing all this great work. Um, what is the goals for the company or what you like? So the company, obviously the company's one of the goals is to grow, mm-hmm. right? We want to have more content. We want to have more just variety of stuff that we can pull out there and say that this is what we do. This is our this is our niche. This is how we go out to the masses because we want to be that kind of company that builds from the ground up. Mm. You know, we try we ask for help, but we know that we can still do it. You know, even if help doesn't help doesn't come along the way. And for like my thing is is that for Sketchfed, what I want and it's the same thing what he wants is to be that company that people can appreciate and and enjoy watching. No matter what, if you can describe like each facet of the company, like real quick, like what what is each thing that you guys do? So right now we do podcasts, YouTube videos, we do tutorials. Um, we do right now we're also working on another show that just deals with music and things like that. Okay, um, we're gonna build more into uh, short sketches. Right now we just started. I don't know if you saw it. <clears throat> we just started building our fake wrestling fed. <laughs> right, I don't know if you I saw it. I haven't seen it yet. Yo, you have to see the promo. You have to see the promo I did because you know, as a former wrestler, um, I, I I wanted to do something like this. I wanted to go into the wrestling game, but not 
do what everybody else does. We'll rather just have fun with it on our own. So we created SFW Sketch Fed Wrestling, and we're just gonna we're cutting fa- cutting these big promos, right? And we're amping it up for a wrestling match. And you know, let's see where this goes, where this takes us. Apparently, from the first two promos that we hit, we're already getting positive feedback, and we they want to nice. see more. And so we're gonna just keep doing that. Um, and we're just going to keep building from that. So we're going to start doing more sketches, start doing like short, short, uh, short stories, things like that. You know, we just want to grow and de- develop and have our own creative minds just keep going and going. That's what's up. You know, like, like there's always something to do. That's the way I say it. So, so getting into it because you, 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 and this is a nice segue because um, you just mentioned that you have a professional wrestling background. How I want to say that? professional. You were, you were, you were I was, I was, I was in the indies for a couple of years. I wasn't. I would never say I'm good at. It. I was good, <laughs> right? I went through some training. Um, I never went through all the proper channels and stuff like that. But for the time that I was wrestling, I did have the most fun I've ever had. Um, I had good matches. I had good feuds. Um, Anything we can find on YouTube? Yes, actually. Oh. You know, look, <laughs> I, and I, I always laugh when I say this. I always laugh. I always laugh when I uh, when I say this. But my wrestling name was the Latin Lover, Sean Rivera. <laughs> <laughs> Um, to look that up I, feel like, I feel like you sound like uh, Val Phoenix's uh, protege. Sort of. It's something like that. It was just the, the whole me being a proud Puerto Rican, you know, loving the ladies, you know, having them come. What I, was your intro song? It was a freestyle song, believe it or not. <laughs> oh. It was a freestyle song. Puerto Rican. Yes. <laughs> Yo. It was a freestyle song. It was called Latin Love. <laughs> <laughs> And and it, it oh, you know, my theme was more over than I was. Okay, that's how that uh, that's how the theme was going. That's amazing. <laughs> we we because we're trying to see about putting a, um together a wrestling episode. Talk to some wrestlers too because I like to highlight the fact that you had to sit there, you had to create this character that's creative mm-hmm. and all that. Um, what was the process that you went through to create this character? <laughs> well was it always like a dream thing as a kid or it was it it was it was a dream thing because you know when you're younger you always have these dreams of being in wrestling so you do the backyard stuff and you do all Mm -hmm. those things and the latin lover gimmick was something that was like a personality within me that i wanted to bring out that i couldn't bring out normally right it was always like an exaggeration of who i wanted to be um and therefore like Every time I would come out, and then this was when I was younger, like we're going like 2004, 2003. Um, I had the, 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 those dragon shirts. Oh my God. Those, those fake silk but dragon fake shirts. Bullshit yes. <laughs> I used to yes. come out like that. Yes. <laughs> Yes, Puerto Rican. I, I, I had it too. I had, I had it too. Oh. I had it too. Oh, I'm like the only one who never had. That. Yo, you, yo, those shirts were amazing because sometimes you would see the dudes with like the fake Saiyans on it. Yes, you, know, you got the dudes with the brolic ass yep. body with the hair. It's like, yo, why these dudes wearing Dragon Ball Z characters on these shirts? No, yeah, you felt yeah. fly as shit in that stuff, man. Yo. But they were comfortable as fuck too. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. I would. So never, I, I would never I would, know. I would never know. I would literally. I would go into the ring wearing that. Like that would be my thing. Like I would have the jeans, the the, the dragon shirt, right? I'd have the hat with the right? Puerto Rican flag. Yes. <laughs> yes. Please tell me you wore it like a cape. 
No, I, oh, I did not. Been amazing. So that's one of the things I didn't do. Like, I, or maybe I did do it like back then. But when I actually started going wrestling in the ring, uh-huh. I didn't do the the whole cape thing. Oh. I did have the hat. I actually had boxer shorts made <laughs> with half Mexican, half oh. Puerto Rican uh, boxer trunks with LL on them, <laughs> right? <laughs> and and I, that's how I would walk out into the <laughs> ring. That's like, amazing. I would look like a freaking Puerto Rican John Cena, and I didn't care. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Juan Cena. <laughs> <laughs> the real Juan Cena. <laughs> so, like, and then it just kept building from there. And then after a while, it just, it actually just was just like an extension of my personality. And I see, like, a lot of wrestling nowadays, their gimmicks are just, like, parts of their personality that you're just, you know, expounding upon, which I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy about that. Like, you get to express who you are on a different level, you know, without having to worry about, being condemned or like up you know damn being damnation or whatever because you have this kind of quirk no let me ask you now that you said you're doing sketches mm-hmm. um is there any possibility of seeing a sketch of latin lover coming back out of retirement oh I, the, the first if you watch the first sketch i literally label myself the sean the latin lover sean rivera oh okay so I'm gonna, we're gonna have to watch this yo yeah <laughs> i'm with it <laughs> I'm, I'm so, so with, it. with it sold so um <laughs> Were there any other characters at the time when you were wrestling that you played, or was it just straight Latin lover? The only other character I played, because they wanted to do something different, was the Latin Nightmare, right? And he was Sean Diaz, and he was a a prisoner that was out of prison only because he wanted to wrestle. So I was basically Nails. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) Yeah. I I particularly didn't like the gimmick because I didn't I didn't they, to me good. there was really barely any growth to it. Okay. Right. Um. Don't get me wrong. I I respected the other people who did it, the decision to do it. You know, and I did go with it. You know, for a while, and I enjoyed it. And um, for the for what it was, I did enjoy it. But me personally, like I've always argued against stuff like that. Like I always like being the baby face. I know a lot of people like being heels. Um. But I like actually like being the baby face. I, I don't mind. You know pandering to the crowds getting crowds hyped up you know if i'm the first match on the card i'm cool with that because that means we're the opener and that means we got to get the crowd hype you know that's the kind of person that i am you know just the school people in the wrestling terms face is the good guy heel was the bad guy that's um so the wrestling now you also did stint with cosplay oh How the best. okay so that? i would never say i'm a cosplayer um the only cosplay the reason there's a reason my roommate is a cosplayer, and okay. for her birthday, I did a cosplay because she wanted me to go out and do cosplay. That was when you saw me as Napa, right? That Napa cosplay, you know, and it was fun. Don't get me wrong. And when I go to New York Comic Con, if I'm ever to do cosplay, it's very simple stuff, like like either Doctor Hugo Strange or just like just wearing Superman outfit, you know. How many cosplays have you put on? Maybe like three or four. That's more you're a me. cosplayer. Yeah, there you go. That's it. Like, sorry to tell you. He's the resident cosplayer. I, I know, I know. It's just that because, like, cosplay is never really my thing, right? I don't even like dressing up that well that much for Halloween. Right. Right? Um, well, I did more. It. I've done more of that in high school. Like, I dressed up as, as Jesse from Team Rocket when I was in high school. Nice. And I actually went to school the next day <laughs> as Jesse <laughs> from high school, you know, from Team Rocket because I didn't care. Um, and, like... I, I, 
I don't get me wrong. I, it's fun to dress mm-hmm. up and be another person. And you saw I had so much fun being Napa. You know, I even portrayed as him as the the abridged version of Napa. Oh, that's amazing! <laughs> oh, that's a good Just one. come on, on, on. Vegeta. And now to thank our sponsors, the Nerds of the Round is brought to you by Enbion. Make sure to use the code Get Nerdy with it to get ten percent off merchandise and services such as web hosting, printing, and more at Enbion.com. Where do you, because I'm in wrestling, you do have mm-hmm. to dress up as a character. Yes. Where do you see, um, do you see that there is a, you know, a, a connection between wrestling and cosplay? All uh, the time. All the time. Like, look as in, uh, I give the, the, the Zelina Vega example. Right, she dresses up oh, in yeah. cosplay. She does. She did the Vega, Vega. outfit. Like Ray, she Ray did Batman. He did um, what was it? Uh, Wolverine. Right, and Ray Mysterio was just born cosplay. Like this man Max. does every freaking character you can think of. He had the Joker, Captain America, Iron Man. No matter what, he had it. Right. Um, and Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes was out there. Kenny Omega when he came out as the Terminator. Yes. Right. And um, I know I'm showing all my deep backgrounds <laughs> <laughs> like wrestling and cosplay and wrestling and geekdom in general is a big like combination. Um, you can't have one without the other. Honestly, you see the same people at Comic-Con that you do in the um, in the wrestling arenas. You know, you tell the same people to put on deodorant there that you do there. Right. Like <laughs> it's no matter what, it's the same thing. And you just have to just just roll with it. And every time I get upset, I get upset a lot because there, there's, there's this big divide in the communities. There's a divide between the gaming community, the comic community, wrestling, and Harry Potter community. There's this divide. And, you know, like we always tell people, look, we're all in the same community. We're all, we're all being shunned by the outside world. Right. We're all being dealt with people that say, ew, you still watch that? Or, ew, you still play that? Right. And I just simply say, yeah, I do. Because guess what? Now I get paid to do that. If you can create an angle for, um, because again, with sketches and everything, mm-hmm. um, and you're doing it with the wrestling and all that, let's say if a wrestling company came to you and say, listen, I want you to create this for me. Um, I want you to work with this wrestler and create this character for him. How, um, give me like something off the top of your head that you were run with and just do Keeping with the geek format, I'd create a character literally just based off of like the fat nerd geeks out there, right? Just be a caricature of that. But when he gets into the ring, he just like destroys everything. That nerd like strength the, just the, kicks the, in. Like the dude, um, and, uh, and the we'd Warcraft ha- dude? We'd, the World of Warcraft. Yes. And we'd have to have a manager with him just explaining that throughout the years of virginity have made him strong. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> The years of virginity have made him stronger than any normal human being. And when he enters the ring, be prepared to be dropped down <laughs> by the final destination. Oh, my God. That's actually amazing. That, I want to see that. <laughs> actually amazing. Um, oh, yeah. What about you guys? Like, <laughs> I got nothing on that. Like, I... I had done a character for Geeks Unlimited. Um, for a while, I was um, when the show started. We were uh-huh. on Geeks Unlimited. That was um, our um, my buddy's channel, um, and then uh, my buddy Brian did a show called The Announcers Table. Okay, so um, just to like um, you know, out there, put a mask on. Mm-hmm. I was this character called Terraface. Oh God, I've seen those videos. <laughs> <laughs> He had to do a buy episode, so he was like, you know, he wasn't covering anything. So then I got together with Steven, 
and we did like an NWO style takeover with Terraface. <laughs> I've seen that video. Definitely yeah. showed me that video. Oh, that's and Brian funny. saw the video. He was like, "What the hell did you guys do?" <laughs> Give an inch, grab a mile. There you go. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Let's, I, I want. I want to hear more about the the sketches. So, like the creative process, what the what that like writing, uh, what the what the writing decisions are, how you bounce ideas back and forth. So basically, when one person finishes a script, mm-hmm. right? We I we literally sit down and I read it out loud to them, right? Um, one of the things that I guess what they're trying to do and what I'm trying to do is trying to make it sound like it's me. Okay. Um, and that's the most difficult part because it's one thing to, to write out what you want what you want to say. It's another thing to be like, well, this is how it's going to sound like to me. Mm-hmm. And that's usually where a lot of the conflicts are because there are things that may sound grammatically correct, but there's no way in hell I'm going to say it like that. Right. Right. And that's usually where the conflicts go. There are also other conflicts like I'm not I don't want to say this because I feel like that's not accurate. Um, or I feel like that's a little too much right now. We're we're trying to be light. We'll we'll do deep dives later on, right? We're only like three, four episodes in. I just want to get stuff like put out there with little seeds of future episodes in past episodes, mm-hmm. right? So from the first episode going on to the second, third, and fourth, right? There will always be. There's always was seeds. You know, of past episodes linked in. And even in this episode that we're getting ready to film, there were seeds of episode three and episode two that are in there as well. That we were like, you know what? If you want to go, just check it out. Just check the Basque episode, you know, see what that's about. And then, you know, come back and finish up with <laughs> You can finish me off. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so this is supposed to be like a whole series, um, almost like anthology ish, but all connected. It's, it's, it's an anthology type thing where it's like it's each episode is a different topic. I, I, my biggest reference is last week with John Oliver. Okay. Okay. Right. Where each episode he does, he deals with the main topic. Yes. And that's, that's what I would like to do as far as like the geek community goes, right. Doing topics like that. And, you know, for a while I always ask people like, what kind of topics do you want me to talk about that nobody ever really talks about? Right. One of the things was toxic bullying. That was one of the very first things. So that's the first thing I did. The other thing was um, the exposure of anime. You know, why is the anime community growing? Why is it booming? Like, mm. what's going on? Um, my my one of the other producers, Jesse, she did an episode regarding piracy. Right. And uh, we talked about how piracy can be good for the for the anime community. Because if not, we would never have known about Bleach. We never known about One Piece right. or anything like that. You know, before it actually became into Crunchyroll, came into all of those others, right? And this, like I said, this one is about the history of geek and how the fact that it's exploding, it's becoming pop culture now. You know, and is it is it a good or a bad thing? Mm. You know, is it is it is it either or? And you know, I I do tr- um, I'm changing it up, but I could say this now because it's probably not going to be in it. Um, we talk about uh, the Scorsese uh, argument that he made, how the fact that these are not movies, they're roller coaster rides. You know, they have no real merit, right? And then you have like Joker and you know winning awards now and all this stuff. So it's um, it's 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 to me, it's just a start of something bigger. And it's the start of something I want to keep going and doing more, which is why I keep planting the seeds and doing more. Like, I want to do an episode where I just find LARPers. Because nobody really ever, like, for, for, for you, you're confused. You don't know LARPers, LARPers, LARPers action, are live, oh, yeah, live wow. action role players. Okay, yeah, now, yeah, now yeah, I, yeah. I know they are. I just, the name just never. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I want to do an episode literally highlighting live action role players and Ooh. highlighting the fact of what they do and how much fun they have. I would so when do I, that. When I fir- <laughs> so when I first encountered LARPers, I was uh, back in college at Purchase where yeah. me and Larice went, and it was the most bizarre thing <laughs> to me because it was like watching them interact and not having any clue what was going on. And then they describe like, oh, we're live action role playing. And I was still like, okay. It was yeah, like sure. being at the Renaissance Fair, would, but for college people. So, right. Yeah. I, would, I would do it. I, it looks, it's just, I would do it now, yeah. now that I'm more into it and I'm more aware. But then I was so like, because it literally happened. We were, I think we were playing. Um, oh, the Bronx guy being introduced to LARPing. That must have been fun. <laughs> <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Like, we're, we're all see, <laughs> that's a topic right there. We're there. We're there in that's you, a topic. We're in humanities playing shock laser tag with each other. Like, yeah. And then you just see LARPers like passing through. And we're just like, <laughs> who dost thou pass in thy kingdom? Yes. <laughs> exactly like that. Why, why does this man have foam armor on? And he's running around with a sword. Like it, they were just one must slay thy dragon. They were yelling in old English, out, and they were going to the lawn to go like LARP, and I was just like, "Oh, to me, LARPing is just the next level of D and D." Yeah, right. Like is. they it were is. like they're so that, bored that's, with right. D and D. That's the best way to explain. Yeah, it they, they were so how they I were see like, it. you know what? I need to do this in real life. <laughs> you I know, this dice thing doesn't work for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of rolling ones. Damn it! I'm gonna swing the sword my goddamn self. But like those those topics, things that people don't normally like see or like truly enjoy like those are the things that i want to do in the long run like um i want and don't get me wrong con reviews is fun but eventually that's gonna tire out too yeah yeah you know because eventually you're going to the same cons and even now when you go it's just literally some of them are just the same cons you know which big apple um you know certain <laughs> cons big apple, uh do uh do not change on purpose they just add different guests for the flavor Right, it gets hard to 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 film that yeah. and to like review that when you know it's just the same thing. Like when we went to Rhode Island, that was totally different. Right, first it was in two separate arenas. Right, there was two totally there was so much going on. We at first thought it was literally just a celebrity con like Ace, and it wasn't. It was more than that. And I'm in, I'm I happy. Told you, I, 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 you did, you did, you did, you did, and and because we were scared. Because we were about to make this four-hour trip, right? And we're like, oh, my God, is this going to be just a celebrity con? Are we, like, really, like... But when we went there, we enjoyed ourselves. We interviewed so many people. We we got it. We had fun. I tend to have fun at a lot of the creative cons. That's mm-hmm. why I had recommended it to you guys to go come check it out. So where okay. can we find you on the web? Where are some uh, of your shows? Go ahead. Give so, us the yeah, whole- okay. So uh, we have our website, sketchfitstudios.com. Uh, where I'm basically everywhere, which is why if you hear the G's for Geek podcast stuff, they, they I consider myself the face because all over the website, my face is all over the place. <laughs> um, so you could definitely catch me on YouTube. Look for the Geektopians. Look for SketchFed Studios. Um, the G's for Geek podcast finally, finally decided to do video recording. So we have our first episode up now. Next episode is going to be up next week, and we're just going to build from there. Um, but if not, if you guys just want to hear the audio because you don't want to see my my beautiful face, um, you could definitely check out um, G is for Geek on Spotify, Apple, or wherever wherever you get your uh, podcast needs needs. <laughs> um, as far as uh, you know, Geektopians definitely check it out on the YouTube's. Uh, Quicktopians is also on my Geektopian website uh, YouTube page, and um, 
just pay attention. We're growing. We're going to keep building. 2020 is our year for building. And we're just going to keep getting better and better. You can find us on Twitter at the Nerds OTR, on Facebook, and on Instagram at the Nerds of the Round. And you can find us in all of your favorite podcasting needs, whether that's Anchor, Spotify, or iTunes. We also have a YouTube channel, the Nerds of the Round. Check us out there. As we always like to say, we love to hear from our listeners, our viewers. Give a like, a comment, a retweet, a share. Let's connect. Let's chat. Let's get nerdy with it. I want to thank you again for coming on, Sean. Appreciate it. Appreciate making the, it. Making the trek out here. Yes. Sean, thank you so much for being yes. on the show. <laughs> Happy to be here. Thank you. Been a pleasure. From us to you guys, keep it nerdy. We're out. Peace. Peace. Peace.